Blog Talk Radio. again people Jay talks to the people radio program reporting live thank you guys for tuning in thank you once again you can find Jay talks to the people on iTunes Stitcher Facebook uh, you find a Facebook group going on to YouTube find Jay talks to the people channel whole lot of content you will find there. To get in touch with the program, phone number to reach is 773-897-6235. And most definitely, the email address, questions and comments, that's always open. If you have any suggestions or like to add some Feedback to this program. Email address is jtalkstothepeople at yahoo.com. Let me bring on my special guest. I have with me Miss Rain. She is coming back. She is back on the show. How are you this morning? I'm great this morning. I want to say good morning to everybody out there listening. I hope you're having like a productive day, a relaxing day. And uh, let's get to it. Let's. Let's talk about the talk points today. Okay, so what's on your what's on your mind uh concerning the post election? Um I think the, the number one yeah, the number one thing that's on my mind is uh it's just individual behavior. Um I think we just got to come to a point where people have to accept. Now, of course, I I voted, but I didn't vote for neither candidate. Um, I really didn't believe too much in either one of them. And then you also have to know that the way that the government is set up, there's checks and balances. The executive branch is just one branch of three different branches in the government. And um, just like it was hard for Obama to come in and make so many changes because there was checks and balances, there's going to be the same thing with Donald Trump. So uh, I'm worried about the hysteria of people. They they thought that it was going to be a slam dunk with Hillary, and it wasn't. Even though she spent more money in ad, um, and ads and publications and also having celebrity cosigns, it just wasn't enough for people who are just tired of the system in general. So um, with the mass protests and the petitions that are going on, I feel like, they aren't, you know, it's not productive, and people have to come to a conclusion and kind of accept, you know, the decision that was made on Tuesday. 
what were you telling me about uh, about either candidate getting in the office? What were you telling me what what might happen with them after a few years, five years? Yeah, I was saying um, I was saying that it's possible that if uh, Donald Trump stays staunch on the things that he said that he believed in before the presidential race, uh, um, the the presidential uh, election, that it's a high likelihood that he might get assassinated. And I also said that if it was Hillary Clinton, her health might deteriorate to the point where either she would have to step down or she would pass off as well. And the reason that I believe that is she's had these um, health issues that's been plaguing her, even while she's been uh, serving in different areas of the government, that has caused her to do a step back. At certain times, she does have to relax because she suffered from, you know, injuries involving her head. And then with um, Trump, there's such a strong negative, you either like what he's talking about or you absolutely hate him. Even going into work on Wednesday, like, you could feel everybody at work because majority of them are Democrats. It was a somber feeling. It was anger. There were people who were actually having arguments in an office, in a corporate office, about political things to the point where we can't even talk about politics at work because it will get it will it will get to the point where it can cause some type of discard. I say that to say that if people feel that strongly, it's a high likelihood that somebody might try to take him out if he doesn't change his stance on things which I think is a high possibility. He might just get punked out and just do whatever um, the majority wants him to do because he feels kind of scared. So what would be, I've asked this question before in previous episodes, uh, we have like a, I call it the U.S. menu of laws. Uh, what would you have, off that menu, what would you put on your order as far as laws currently that should be in place, should not be in place any longer? Um, any any laws that should or should not be in place? Um, I don't have like a like a set of laws that I think should be changed like immediately or should be um, enacted immediately, maybe policies that I would like to see happen or enforced. Um, because when I, when I look at it, you know, for the most part, the laws are there for a reason. It's more like policies, like maybe taxes or the way that money is distributed to education, different things like that. Those are the things that kind of... Um, inspire me like those are the things that I'm interested in but as far as like any one particular law no, nothing that really comes to comes to my mind immediately what about yourself do you have anything that any laws that you think should be deactivated or anything that should be enacted well probably so but I'll probably get to that on the Later or another episode uh, okay. Explain to the people uh, About what you were telling me before uh, Folks you was telling me about This concept of 
uh, I believe it was called Anti-Human Regulation of Culture. You, you could probably find that content on you, the YouTube channel, J Talks to the People. It was an episode that I did with Mr. Ron G, uh, Right versus Wrong. And we had a after-show commentary, and she went into this notion of the anti-human. Explain that idea uh, in depth for the people. Okay. So um, my idea of um, anti-human behavior or anti-human agenda is when you look at all the natural things that progress or need to take place, in order for people to have a healthy human society. Um, you think about nurturing of children. You think about fostering healthy relationships between men and women. You think about um, just protecting your community, the sanity of it even. Um, those those are the things that are important. One thing that's very important is marriage between um, men and women and also is education for children is having a healthy a healthy atmosphere um for families to grow because that's where we come from. We can't just uh decide the social structure of where we want to go because you like to partake in certain activities. Everybody has to respect that because when that completely disintegrates, where would we be? You know, that's just natural human nature. Things that go against human nature are things that are anti-human, and it's almost as if it's uh, suicidal on a society level. It's almost as if you're you're basically sacrificing, you know, the future, that the health of um, of human beings in the future. Uh, is um. Is gender a social construct? No, it's not a it's not a social construct because even if you look at let's let's take human beings out of the picture, and this is for my opinion, in every life form, there are differences between males and females. There's differences in the way that they're nurtured children. There's differences physically. There's differences hormonally. So when you look at human beings and the way that we've grown over time, you see that in many cultures a lot of things are the same. The way women dress might be the same. Femininity, um, strength and um, softness and males and being vigor and um, masculine. Even the fact that men genetically are stronger than females like if you look at just even the physiological differences between men and women, there's differences. There, a man can't be a woman, a woman can't be a man because they're just not. You know, it's not to be offensive, but it's the truth. It's not a social construct. Now, there might be things that were placed into um, the man-woman uh, conversation as far as, maybe not conversation, but... Um, I would say the public the public appearance, like maybe um, you could say 
pink is a, a female color or red's girls, blue is for boys. Those are just basic things that you could say, okay, that's social construct because if you go to another country, um, men like to wear pink and, you know, that's something that, you know, is passed down. Now, that's superficial things, but basic things like mothering, fathering, protecting the family as a masculine role, um, providing for the family as a masculine role, nurturing the family as a feminine role. Those are things that generally all across the board, all across the world, those things are accepted, practiced, and happen all together. And it's not different in most different societies. So when you look at it, it can't be a, a, a social construct. It's, it's something that happened naturally because people acknowledge the fact that, yes, there are differences. It doesn't make one lower than the other, but it's just being real, you know. People try to put blinders on to things because they want the world to work how they want it to work instead of accepting reality. Sometimes we got to accept reality. Sorry to keep you waiting. Complicated business. Thank you very much. I've just received a call from Secretary Clinton. She congratulated us, about us, on our victory. And I congratulated her and her family on a very, very hard-fought campaign. I mean, she, she fought very hard. Hillary has worked very long and very hard over a long period of time, and we owe her a major debt of gratitude for her service to our country. Now it's time for America to bind the wounds of division. We have to get together. To all Republicans and Democrats and independents across this nation, I say it is time for us to come together as one united people. I pledge to every citizen of our land that I will be president for all Americans, and this is so important to me. For those who have chosen not to support me in the past, of which there were a few people, I'm reaching out to you for your guidance and your help so that we can work together and unify our great country. As I've said from the beginning, ours was not a campaign, but rather an incredible and great movement made up of millions of hardworking men and women who love their country and want a better, brighter future for themselves and for their family. It's a movement comprised of Americans from all races, religions, backgrounds, and beliefs who want and expect our government to serve the people and serve the people 
it will. Working together, we will begin the urgent task of rebuilding our nation and renewing the American dream. Folks, you're listening to Jay Talks to the People radio program. My guest today, Ms. Rain, she was just speaking about the post-election, President-elect Trump. And we're going to get back into it in just a little bit. Uh, Ms. Rain, do you uh, believe President-elect Trump will live up to his promises? All right, so that's a that's an excellent question. Uh, will he live up to his promises? Now, it it depends. The factors for me, it depends on whether he could face the ridicule, which he's already faced the majority, like a very heightened stint uh, um, stint of ridicule from you know the general public, and also having basically it seemed like the whole media conglomeracy was against him in particular and it still didn't it still didn't stop him from winning so he would have to actively go against you know the the general masses and also the media with some of his things that they view as radical and then also um would his party stand up and stand behind him because towards the end of the campaign, a lot of people were stepping away from him. And although Republicans have the majority um, in the cabinet, um, at the same time, they don't have enough to stop people from vetoing the bills that he wants to go through. So it all depends on whether the other branches want to work with him. He could try to push these things forward, but will they try to stop him at every turn? He could get to a point where he can be basically as ineffective as Obama because there was a time when he kept trying to force things through. He had to create executive orders in order to get things done, which he might follow behind Obama and try to do uh, with some of the things that he's trying to get done. That's a highly likelihood. Now, I'm, I'm just – what I wonder about – is whether he's going to have the guts to try to pull the trigger on the things that he wants to do. He talked a good game, but I'm sitting back and I'm trying to see whether he's going to backtrack on some of those things. I'm very interested about that. Okay. Yeah, just stepping back a few steps, uh, I asked a question about his, uh, his agenda, a social construct, and you also talked about the concept of anti-human behavior and uh, you know I brought all that up because there's actually some things out there I guess in the media and you know interviews between different spokespersons and pundits and with this transgender laws and different things like that uh, a lot of people have put into the theory that they're trying to desensitize or remove the trait or quality of being masculine mm-hmm. or feminine mm-hmm. so that it all comes into sync when we're voting in leadership roles and that we have a 
automatic bias for the female or the woman to get elected. Say, for instance, this race between Clinton and Trump. So these different laws and these different uh, societal behaviors are being installed. So this way, kind of, in a way, manipulate our thinking as far as gender roles and make it easier for women to get into, you know, these higher positions. And you have some folks out there that just uh, want to vote for a person because of their gender. Um, Have you ever had any thoughts or anything? Have you ever heard of any of this before? Yeah, um, even if you liken it to Obama, um, even if you look at the black community with Obama and how they uh, campaigned it as change and this is progression, um, I don't know what type of world they want it to look like. I can't see it in that way because I don't agree with it. Um, But even if you look at what he was able to do for that community, he was not able to do much for that community. Uh, And then there's also a a thing. I know you're saying that they create these laws and then create these um, policy, maybe policy or a general view, world view, through the lenses of um, protecting femininity and things like that. But they have to be careful with stuff like that. If they're trying to promote it so hard, it could create backlash. And I think that's what Trump winning was. People are tired of it. They don't care how many times they try to show it on TV or how they try to push the laws through. People hit a point where they're just, like, sick of it. And I think a lot of people voted in that direction because they're tired of this ultra-uber-libertarian, you know, liberal beliefs. I should say not libertarian, but liberal beliefs that are pushed so hard into the mainstream. A lot of people are disturbed by it. So he was able to reach areas that they that just didn't agree in, you know. But I do understand what you're talking about as far as them creating policies and trying to set forth in the future. The only thing that you can do because, you know, money, money is, you know, is the catalyst for it all for the laws that were pushed forward, for the hard um, LGBT um, community, pushing those those laws into place, pushing that in the media, campaigning for that lifestyle has to do with money and where it's coming from, especially with if we go back to Obama's presidency again, um, he did receive campaign money from these people. So he was doing their bidding because they were part of his presidency. They they actually put money into his campaign, so he did what he could for them. So the best thing that you can do to combat all of that is to have your family know who your value, what your values are and stay hardline in it and let the things that you do and the things that you support in every way show what you accept and what you don't accept. And then eventually, you know, you'll have the ability to dictate what goes on in your society, but it really is difficult because the ones with money, with power, the ones that are actually putting money into uh, the political area, 
are the ones that, you know, believe believe in these anti human, you know, belief systems. These Uber um femininity um belief system and the thing is that if you really look at it, if you look at it from a male, from a female standpoint, it really doesn't help. It's it's not supportive. It's it's depressing in a way. You know, that we have to do away with things that have worked. These things that have worked, the falling away of these things is because of the perverting of what it means to be a man and a woman, in my opinion. Uh, Do you think or believe that Clinton will run again in four years? Oh, yeah, I think it's done. This is done. This is her last time. The only thing that I would be worried about is possibly... Like I said, they're doing huge mass protests. They have a petition that almost has a million signatures on it. And they're trying to find ways to do away with the electric, uh, the um, electoral college. Uh, they're trying to find ways to make her the president by popular vote because she won by popular vote. She just didn't win the major places. She lost Pennsylvania. Um, and among other places, but that's the thing that I'm, I'm worried about. I don't think that she's going to be able to do it in four years. She 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 already tried to run. I think this is the third time she tried to run. So, and in order to do that, she has to get financial backers, people who believe that she can do it. And I don't think that they're going to invest two hundred million dollars so that she could try to run again in four years. It's just not going to happen. But what to worry about and what to look forward to is to see whether these protests, these petitions, and the things that they might be trying to do behind the scenes to either get Trump impeached or try to get him out of the way so that she can try to um, step in. Um, Another thing that I wanted to talk about, which I know this is not really part of the question that you asked, but this just came to mind. I was reading some articles. And um, Clinton is basically blaming the FBI reopening of the case with the emails as the reason why it it rose public distrust in the Clinton name and caused Trump to win. So this is what she's telling her donors that gave her all the money for her to to uh, actually go ahead and run again for the third time. So kind of interesting. And what would be your final words for individuals out there when can, uh, when evaluating who to vote for and politics and pretty much changes that happen, you know, with laws? Okay. Stick to what you believe in. Don't say I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican or Independent Stick to what you believe in. Look at what they do. Look at their history. Ask yourself, do you really believe in what they do? Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Um, because the thing is, before I was a registered Democrat, um, but I don't consider myself a Democrat because I have Republican values or what is conceived, what's seen as traditional Republican values. So you have to vote with that in mind. If you're going to vote, vote with what you actually believe in and throw all that party stuff out the window. And also, you're going to have to accept that Trump is 
uh, you know, the he's the he's the president. You know, it's not enough protesting. It's not going to work. You know, just try to focus on yourself, your life, and also the most important elections, the ones that matter the most, the ones that can really affect your life or the local elections. So you got to know who's who's um, to vote for locally. Because those are the ones that are going to really affect your life. All right, folks, you heard it here. Jay talks to the people. See what you can take out of it. Hope you, hopefully, you can take away plenty enough. Uh, Miss Rain, thank you for coming on to the show today. Uh, uh, thank you so much. I appreciate being on your show and look forward to being on again. And you guys have a great day. All right, folks, thank you for tuning in.